0: Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blindspot Show, where leaders lead leaders. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is John Lodra, founding principal of New Harbor Financial Group and managing partner of Mad River Associates, whose clients are private equity firms as well as strategic buyers of middle market companies. And that's a mouthful, John, and I'll turn it over to you soon. But one thing I want to let our listeners know is, you know, we're now in these crisis times. And at one point in your career, you faced a crisis, although that one more self-imposed. You worked at at Enron and then UBS and You really wanted to make a difference and you started to, you know, inquire about working with individuals and really helping them out. But that was a huge risk because you had two pre-K toddlers at home and you were doing extremely well, you know, career wise. You have a brand name college you went to, you know, all the right things. And here you're going to step away from it all and start over. So I'm going to turn it over to you. But can you kind of let us know how did you do that during with such uncertainty you know, and a lot of people are facing uncertainty now.
1: Well, thank you, Birga. Thank you for having me. Um, really pleasure, and, and appreciate you, you doing the service for your your listeners. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> to your question, uh, you know, I guess I've been blessed or cursed with a uh, a vein of discontent <laughs> as relates to a lot of things, not not least of which uh, my own my own path. I'd, I'd like to say I had a, I had a couple of midlife crises before I was forty. And I say that in, in, in all, all a good way, uh, because that spirit of discontent, I think prompted me to, to make some choices in my career that allowed me to, to drive those choices by, you know, my deep-seated compass or ethical, uh, pointer, if you will, you know, the, the career transition that you mentioned in the wake of the Enron bankruptcy, um, it really presented a, a crossroads for me. You noted I had kids at home my, my, my wife was a uh, CEO of our household which is a, a more than a full-time job for anybody that's been in that role and I was the only breadwinner and uh, I had a, a stature in the industry that um, you know I had uh, plenty of, of options uh, you know kind of stacking up uh, that I could pursue but I used that that transition in, in my life to really take a step back and say well now's the time to really follow my heart um, I want to try to do something here that uh, allows me to kind of have a heavy dose of of financial analytical acumen, but also be a teacher and, and a, uh, an enabler for everyday people. I always wanted to be a teacher. My father was a teacher and, uh, you know, I, I uh, just enjoyed teaching people. So I figured this would be a, a transition into, uh, you know, personal investment management and wealth management would be a career that not only would allow me to do that, but also would allow me to achieve what, uh, what I thought was my highest priority that of, you know, being able to strike a nice balance between work and family. I wanted to be there for my kids as they started to get into school and, and I coached all their sports teams. So it was a huge risk going from, you know, pretty good um, salary and trajectory to essentially no salary and, uh, you know, a business that was only as good or, or as bright as my ability to uh, find and retain clients. Um, now, looking back, uh I'm proud that what we've built at New Harbor Financial Group, uh, the registered investment advisor that I, I built with uh, a business partner and a team and uh, the things that have happened since then. But hopefully that can, kind of gives you a little bit of uh, a flavor for for what drove me. It was ultimately just the discontentment, but also being driven by what my heart told me to do.
0: Yes. Thank you for sharing that piece because I think there's a lot of people who think about it, but not everybody, you know, feels comfortable taking that step. Now your career was not always roses though, in terms of, you know, showing up and succeeding. And you mentioned that, um, I mean, you now have a great team, but tell us a little bit about you know, any blind spots that you discovered about yourself regarding, you know, leading people?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I learned a couple of things. I learned that I, I wasn't really cut out for large corporations, um, pretty kind of to the point And I, I like kind of seeing a, a clear mission and, you know, a um, a direct pathway to, to that mission. I also learned that uh, I'm not a great manager of people, I think I'm a good person. I think I'm a a likable person or I try to be anyways, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a very detail oriented person, sometimes to a fault. And I don't do a very good job delegating. So uh, I've I've come to find and maybe have been given some feedback through the various HR kind of, um, you know, uh, sessions I've had in my career uh, that, you know, I, I wasn't always kind of in my in my, um, you know, most comfortable spot managing people. You know, I think a good manager of people. Were you is surprised one that, by
0: that?
1: No, it was kind of something I knew about myself. You know, I think the best managers are those that can Um, delegate and empower others to, to, to carry the ball, so to speak. And, you know, I tend to be someone that's, um, more a doer than a delegator. And that's, you know, something that sometimes can be constraining. You You know, I would say that, you know, perhaps the size of my business has been limited by my inability to kind of step aside and, and, and delegate. We're all imperfect. And that happens to be, I think one of my uh, imperfections that I've, I've come to peace with. And,
0: uh, well, and I mean, you did graduate with distinction from Cornell university with, uh, in operations research and engineering. So you can kind of get a clue that that's, you know, you're really strong on that area, but somehow, uh, I know you said you were at peace with, with all that, but you do currently have a team of people and you guys have been together for a while. So how did you transform that or, <laughs> or improve yeah. on that?
1: Yeah, well, we are. We are a team. We're, we're, so my my firm, New Harbor Financial Group, we're a SEC registered investment advisor. We work mostly with individuals and families. You know, we've got a small team. We're about uh, four or five people <laughs> and we're a very lean team. We don't do a lot of, you know, kind of superfluous things. You know, our, our mission is pretty clear what we do for clients. We, we are here to help them. Be good stewards risk aware risk managed stewards of uh, financial assets that they uh, oftentimes have accumulated through very hard work and discipline on, the, on their own and you know we supplement that with broad-based financial planning services but our team is is really like a family so it's it's I, i'd say many organizations um, large organizations try to create kind of a you know collegial family-like environment i think it's hard to do in a big organization our small company—that's exactly the way I would I would describe it. We're 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 like a family. I spend more time with my work family than my biological family here at home, and you know so Even we, now? we know each other like really. I'm sorry. Even now. <laughs> well, not lately with the with the uh, <laughs> you know, lockdown scenarios with with the coronavirus. You know, we've all been working remotely. In fact, we just had a a team um, video meeting this morning. So we're doing the best we can um, with the virtual tools that uh, I think perhaps may, maybe you and, and many of your listeners have come, come to find are actually really good ways to stay connected and, and get work done, uh, even if one needs to be socially distant. So, yeah, we've been uh, virtually present for each other for the last month or so but we haven't been in each other's physical presence.
0: All yeah. Time, so. Well, then talk to us about the blind spots you see in the marketplace. And and I know you've kept your team members and, you know, the financial industry right now is so volatile and then energy business is so volatile. And tell us a little bit about what you see in the marketplace.
1: Yeah, well, so it goes back to to both my and my co-founding partners, uh, academic grounds. Uh, We were both engineers by academic training. So we have a a need, a desire, a a grounding in data and analytics. So we approach financial markets really from that perspective. And if there's one thing we can say about financial markets in the economy is there is no shortage of data out there that can be obtained going back decades, even century or more to study and draw analytical inferences from. And on, on that basis, one can, by looking at the data, really understand how really unprecedented we are in so many measures, fundamental measures of, of valuation of, for example, the stock market relative to, to things like earnings, you know, you know, really have never been as high as they are right now. And I'm talking not even before, right before the great depression, not even the tippity top of the tech bubble. We're way more overvalued right now as a, Multiple of earnings than we were right before the tech, uh, the housing bubble collapsing in in uh, 0809. And there's so many other data points I could I could speak to, but we are extreme extreme territory that we've never been before. And uh, that can be put against the backdrop of monetary policy and debt loads, both at government, uh, corporate, and individual levels, that in their own light uh, are also at extreme levels. So we are in literally uncharted territory. And and the bottom line is we we conclude there's a Tremendous amount of risk in markets, and that you know, folks, whether they're you know thirty or eighty years old, should be taking a very conservative, very defensive approach, uh, regardless of you know, kind of their, their time frame. Because simply, we believe that markets are priced with a tremendous downside and very little upside, uh, and it's not just based upon a belief; it's based upon historical data that gives a very strong statistical ground, uh, you know, groundwork for that kind of conclusion.
0: Yeah, and I certainly appreciate the. You know how you look at it, because uh I came to you after I'd lost a whole lot of money in a Ponzi scheme that a lot of people know about, but uh your conservative approach is is phenomenal for you know, like you said, it's it's unusual in the marketplace. You were so patient in, in educating me and you know, I have to say for me, whenever I've called into your company, I can definitely see the current team uh and the family you so to speak you've built because the left hand knows what the right hand's doing, which is very unusual to find in companies. So for people out there right now listening, you know, I hear you that, uh, that we're in unprecedented times financially. Would you be open to them calling you if they had any questions or how, I don't know how busy you guys are
1: or what you do or don't yeah. want? Well, we're, we're very happy to talk with folks. Again, this gets back to my uh, guiding motivation for getting into this, this line of work. Uh, and My team and, and my co-founding partner has the same philosophy. We we love to help people and, and we, we come at this from an abundance mindset. Obviously, it's a it's a it's a profession and, and one that uh, we use to support our families. But we have always taken the approach that to give is to gain, and uh, you know the last thing we want to be is you know uh, selfish of our time and, and our insight. Um, we we like to share that however we can. In fact, you know we do do broad uh, podcasts like this and other platforms, um, you know, for example. We have uh, done uh, video podcasts with a group called Peak Prosperity. They have a YouTube, YouTube channel where folks can find our market update videos. Uh, we have an arm's, arm's length relationship with Peak Prosperity. And they invite us on to, to talk about investment and uh, financial market uh, type things. But, yeah, so there, there are a lot of ways. Either, you know, I, I'd be happy to share some, some videos of folks to, to share some of our recent perspectives, but also happy to have a conversation or a complimentary consultation for anybody that, may wish to, to talk about these matters.
0: Well, thank you very much. I'm, I know you've always with me been very generous with your time and I will definitely include some of the links that you just mentioned. And John, these are, again, uncertain times. Everybody deals with it differently. What what success habits have you put in place to navigate during stressful times like these?
1: Uh well, we all have vices or many of us do. And sometimes those vices are healthier than others um you know i i love being outdoors my two favorite escapes are uh mountain biking in in the woods and, and nature getting lost so to speak in in the woods uh and i also love music um i love to listen to music but even more recently i've uh enabled myself to enjoy playing and and uh actually being a couple uh couple of friends who similarly had their youngest kids like mine go off to College this last year, and we suddenly became empty nesters together. We formed an old man rock band together, so we've we've been having a lot of fun with that. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to play out at uh, restaurants and, and bars and such as a result of the coronavirus. Pandemic. Well,
0: are there uh, any YouTube videos on that? <laughs>
1: well, um, we do have a Facebook page. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> our, our band, our band name is Just One Sip, and it's uh, it was a, a hurried, inspired uh, route that we got to that band. We accidentally got a gig. We never had any goals of becoming a band playing out, but we played an open mic together. And out of that three-song open mic, which happened to be our entire catalog of music at the time, we got asked to play an hour-long set at a local Oktoberfest. So we had to quickly come up with an hour's worth of music and a band name and and a website. So we have a Facebook page, just one sip. There there are some videos there. Um, I think it's important to find balance and escape. That's, That's, I guess, the... The main uh, medicine I I have found has been important to me personally and professionally.
0: Very good. So as we wrap up this this podcast, any last pieces of advice?
1: Well, you know, I um, and I I oftentimes think about work and, and, you know, we all have Jobs, or many of us do, and and unfortunately, you know, jobs have become a source of stress for a lot of people. So I'm very, very, very mindful of that. And there are no doubt hard times for a lot of people um, right now. But, you know, whatever job or vocation one is called to or forced to, I think there's an opportunity to, you know, use it as a way to demonstrate who you are are as a person. Even in tasks that might be considered menial by society at large, there's great opportunity to be who you are, be the good person that you are, let your goodness shine through, and and always always do the right thing. You know, I tell my my sons and and every young person that I've worked with that, you know, your career hopefully is a long one, and, and it's only going to be better and more productive and fulfilling to you if you always do the right. There's never a situation where doing the right thing is the wrong. Thing.
0: Beautifully said. And, uh, thank you again for taking the time to be on this podcast and, and be as open as you are. And, uh, thank you listeners for continuing to lead and listen. And I could wrap it up and by saying goodbye in Dutch or Spanish or, <laughs> but in, but instead I'm going to hand it over to you, John, for you to wrap up our show for us.
1: Yeah. Well, well, thank you, Birgit. I really appreciate you having me on and really like it. Uh, you know, really, really enjoy talking with uh, business leaders like yourself. And I truly think you, you're doing a service and you know, we all need to hear perspectives outside of our own and hopefully some small nuggets of my own learnings were shared today that hopefully folks can some value it. So I really appreciate you having me.